At the end of this message, we're going to give people an opportunity to be baptized. What better day to be baptized than Christmas Day? And so at the end of this sermon, yeah. Gee, I love this crowd. You haven't done anything. You're already applauding. Um, uh, so what, at the end of the message, uh, we are going to sing a song. You can have an opportunity to come forward, speak to one of the pastors, and say that you want to be baptized. We will ask you briefly, tell us when you invited Jesus into your life. You can share that with us. And uh, then we have clothes for you to change in. We have towels. And the very last thing we'll do in the service is uh, baptism. So be praying about that if that's your next step. And if you're watching online and you're in the Sumter area, it's not too late to throw on some clothes and come on down and be baptized today, okay? Um, I mean that half as a joke and half real. If you really want to come, that would be okay. We all this year have been talking about hope. And the verse that we've tried to memorize is Romans 15, 13. And on this last Sunday of 2022, let that sink in for just a moment. On this last Sunday of 2022, I want us to say this verse out loud together. We're going to put it up on the screen. Let's say it together. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what Christmas really means. It is a time of hope. It's a time when our hope is found in Jesus Christ. And on this Christmas day, it's good for us to remember that there are some gifts from God that he brings to every one of us. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been a couple of days this week where the UPS man has not stopped at our house with a package. Instead, he's come to our house, knocked on the door, and said, is anything wrong? <laughs> I mean, because he's been coming to our house every day in December. I want us just to think a little bit about the gifts that God gives us on this Christmas morning. And if you have a Bible, you might want to open it up to Psalm 18, Psalm 18, this is going to be a guide to the gifts that God gives us, and we're going to start in verse 30. Let's talk about the first gift God gives us. First gift God gives us is the gift of security. The gift of security. Now, every guy I know has some version of this. A chain and a lock. What do you do with this? Okay, this isn't hard. You lock stuff up, right? You make it secure. I've got one of these around the gate uh, of my pasture so that nobody gets in, steals my cows. I want to make sure my cows are good and safe. I want you to listen to the first two verses of Psalm 18. As for the Lord, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? Now, I want you to pay attention to the second phrase in verse 30 and the second phrase in verse 31. Who shields, or he shields, all who take refuge in him. In other words, if you put yourself in Jesus Christ, God stands between you and whatever life brings you. And then the second phrase of verse 31, and who is the rock? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This is the word that means cliff. If you fight a war, the securest place to be is at the top of the cliff. You shoot down. God secures us in him. When you invite Jesus Christ into your life, you are locked into him. Now, some people get really freaked out by that because they think there's no escape. I get that. 
But here's the upside of this. You are secure. No matter what tragedy comes, God is with you and he is between you and trouble. That's the first gift God gives us, the gift of security. Second gift that God gives us is the gift of strength. You may not be able to recognize this. This is my knee brace. I am not wearing it right now. And so just for the sake of sermon illustration, I will be limping the rest of the day just to show you God's word. Isn't this good? Okay, so knee brace, you know about these things. You wear it on your knee. Why? Because your knee has lost its strength. You need some help. You need some assistance. Look, if you will, in verse 32. Verse 32. It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. God is going to give me the strength I need for all the battles I need to fight. I know some of you are in exhausting battles. You wake up every day and you've got to take care of a loved one. You wake up every day and you've got to work as hard as you can to keep your family financially afloat. You wake up every day and you feel some pressure, expectation of performance. I get that. Boy, do I get that. Here's the thing I want you to know. God's going to give you the strength for every battle you're meant to fight. Now, here is the caveat to that. Not every battle that comes your way is a battle for you to fight. Not every battle that comes your way do you need to say, okay, I'm going to go to war here. I'm going to engage. Which battles do we need to fight? We need to fight battles where we take care of the least of these. We need to fight battles where we love our neighbors and our enemies. We need to fight battles for the truth so that we are saying, this is what God says. And we don't need to fight those battles as if we're, we're looking for somebody to argue with. We just need to take our stand and know that God is going to give us strength to stand for him. Where do you need some strength today? Let God give you the gift of strength. Okay, here's a third gift. And that is a place to stand. Now, I am six foot one. I don't use this very often. But since my knee has gone bad, I use this now to get up in my truck, in the bed of my truck. Not, I don't have to have this just to get in the truck. Okay, I'm not that bad yet. Okay. So I use, I use my stepladder uh, when I have got to get up in the bed of the truck. It's just a little easier. It's not as hard on my knee. Um, so, so how many of you have used something like this to get somewhere that you couldn't reach on your own? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want you to listen. Listen to verse 33. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. Now we think of deer going through the swamps, (laughs) but if you go out west, mule deer, They are able to stand on mountains that you and I couldn't imagine reaching. Here's the amazing thing about God. God is going to help you get to the place that you can't get to on your own. He is going to lift you up. Think about this especially in terms of the achievement of your life. 
The truth is, most of us live better than we ever imagined. And if you need proof of this, pull out your cell phone. How many of you even dreamed, I didn't mean that literally, how many of you ever dreamed you would have that much technology in your pocket? Most of us who have them, we couldn't even conceive them. That's why we have to ask our children and our grandchildren how to work them. But God lifts us up. He helps us achieve. He, he puts us in a position to win. Now, now, let me tell you where most of us get this wrong. We're standing where God has put us, and, and it's an amazing, amazing experience. God has helped us achieve. And then we look, and we see somebody up higher than us, and we say, God, why didn't you put me up there? Because God has placed you strategically where you need to be. So when you think about God helping you stand on these heights, thank God for where you are and ask God to help you know why you are where you are. Let God give you the gift of a place to stand. Now, the next gift, the fourth gift, is training. Training. Every coach I ever had had one of these. Everybody ready? Now, the sound man just took off his, his uh, headphones. What did the coach do with a whistle? Well, first of all, he told us to start something, or he told us to stop something, or he was trying to get our attention to say, I want you to do it this way. Do you need training to follow Jesus? The answer is emphatically yes. You need soul training. We do training physically so we have muscle memory. Those of you who have been athletes or are athletes, what is practice for? Practice is to create muscle memory. So that when you're actually playing the game, you know, hey, this is how I catch this kind of ball. This is how I shoot this kind of shot. This is how I hit this kind of ball. We train muscle memory. You've got to train your soul. How do you train your soul? So why we talk about reading the Bible and praying, meditating on God's word, it means you slow down and you think about, well, what does this look like in my life? So take, for example, our memory verse. Just take that. May the God of hope. Okay, the first thing for me to remember is my God is a God of hope. Whenever you face something hopeless, and you will, remember your God is a God of hope. My God, the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace. What makes for hope? Joy and peace. And, and, and as I trust in him, the more I trust in him, the more hope I'm going to find. And then I will overflow with this hope. And that makes me pause and actually think, well, am I overflowing with hope? Dirty little secret. There's a lot of days I don't overflow with hope. And it's because I'm not training my soul to trust and be filled. And I'm not being aware of the Holy Spirit in my life. You see how that is soul training to actually slow down and think about God's word. That's just one aspect, but an important one. All right, let God give you the gift of training. Here is a fifth gift, and that's the gift of protection. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> this is my big vest, my warm vest. I wore it this morning. Um, I have some cows out in Dazelle. And the last two mornings, I have to do something I've never done before in my life. I've had to take my axe and go out and bust ice off the water trough. I've never, we don't have ice in Florida. Not like that. There was ice two inches thick. And why? Because cows need to drink water. Average cow drinks about 10, 20 gallons a day. So I got to make sure my cows have got some water. I'm busting that ice. And let me tell you, not only was I wearing this good, heavy, thick vest, I had it zipped up. I wanted it to stand between me and the cold. Some of you, that's why you're wearing a big, thick, heavy vest today. You need something to stand between you and the cold. This is God's gift to us. He is giving us protection. Giving us protection. Look at verse 35. You make your saving help my shield. And your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. Okay, now I'm going to take this off because it is hot up here under these lights. What, 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 is, what is David trying to say to us? David is telling us that God is there. He is our saving help. Our, his right hand sustains us. He is standing between us and that which wants to attack us. But here's the really cool thing. Look at the last phrase in verse 35. Your help has made me great. Whatever greatness there is in your life is a gift from God. God is not a narcissist. God says, I want my people to, to know what it is like to experience accomplishment and achievement. And so God says, I am going to give them space to do that. And so what God does, God gives us the gift of protection so that we can achieve, so that our families can be created, so that we can live. All right, last gift we want to talk about is the gift of grip. These are my mud boots. And my mud boots, they've got grip. Now, where do you wear mud boots? You all went to school. Yeah, you wear mud boots in the mud. And you need it because you need some grip. You need something that's going to give you traction. The last verse we're going to look at is verse 36. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. <laughs> I wish I could teach you all Hebrew because this is really funny in Hebrew. In Hebrew, it really says, you make my feet big. God, you give me big feet. Why? Because big feet have better grip. Some of, you, some of you this morning, even though it's Christmas and everybody's joyous, you feel like you're hanging on, just barely, just barely hanging on. And God says, I'm going to give you the gift of grip. I, I know it feels kind of desperate. I know it feels kind of, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But God will give you that gift. He'll help you hang on. Let God give you the gift of grip. Isn't this amazing? 
Isn't this amazing that this is what our God does? That our God actually wants to give us all these gifts and so many more. Gifts of forgiveness and gifts of grace. But these are gifts for everyday living. That's why we say, when you decide to follow Jesus, eternal life starts now. It means we start following Jesus. These gifts start flowing. We start experiencing God's grace now. And if you've never, never received Jesus, you're missing on these gifts. And I really want to encourage you today to take that next step of faith and invite Jesus into your life and follow him. And you do that with a simple prayer. It goes like this. Heavenly Father, I know I've sinned. Here are my sins. I ask you to forgive them. Please come into my life and take charge because I'm going to follow Jesus from now on. You put that in your own words, but if you pray a prayer like that, Jesus will come into your life. And once Jesus has entered your life, the first thing he asks you to do is to be baptized. Why does he ask you to be baptized? Because it's a way of telling everybody. It's a way of telling everybody. These gifts, these gifts are now mine. And so in just a minute, I'm going to pray, and I want you to think about, today, do you need to receive Jesus? And today, do you need to be baptized? As a way of showing, I've received the gifts. As a way of saying, I want to receive the gifts. And I just prayed to receive Christ. So now I can testify, the gifts are mine. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for Jesus, for his greatness, for the gifts that are ours. And I pray, Father, for any who are listening online, any who are in this room who've never received Jesus, that today they will receive him as Savior and Lord. And I pray, Father, that all those who today need to take that next step of baptism will do so. Make this your time and help all of us to hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen.